0: Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership podcast brought to you by com, the business building community for change makers who want to build a sustainable and scalable business they love. And yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, have you ever dreamed of starting your own business? However, you may also be working full time. How do you fit everything in? And more importantly, what steps do you need to take? Well, my guest today is going to provide some answers because guess what? That's exactly what she did and so can you. And joining me on today's show is Jacqueline Rogers. Growing up, Jacqueline remembers her mother putting Christmas trees in every corner of her house. She was painting angels and Santa figurines to look like her family for the holidays, and her family created memories from those moments, and those memories are part of the inspiration behind her business, Green Topped Gifts, who bring diversity to your celebrations with apparel, with home decor decor as well as stationery. Now on today's show, Jacqueline's going to share how to start a company when you're also working full-time, balancing a startup business with your spouse. That could be a whole show on its own, I'm sure, as well as finding a void in the marketplace and filling it. So welcome to the show, Jacqueline. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You are so welcome. I love the conversation and the topic you're going to be talking about today, especially around the whole balancing business with your spouse. That's a whole other show on its own, but we're going to talk about that today as well. So Jacqueline, take us back to the moment when you first started thinking about starting your business. What was happening at that time? And let's just kind of follow the journey that uh, now has obviously led to Green Top Gifts. Of course. So starting Green Top, I had a a child that I just recently had. He was about
1: to turn two and I wanted a wrapping paper that had a black Santa Claus on it. I wanted my son to see that image Mm -hmm. and it just didn't exist in the market. And so I looked and asked friends in other cities if they could go online or if they could find it in retail stores. And I quickly realized that it just didn't exist. And so I kind of jokingly said to my husband, I'm just gonna go to Kinko's and make my own paper because I want it. And then that kind of just
0: spiraled.
1: And then the next thing I knew when 18 Wheeler was showing up at my house with four pallets of paper to back it to my garage.
0: You know what I love about that is How often are we looking for something and saying to ourselves or even to some of our friends as well, nothing exists? what a great opportunity to to capture that market and then bring that to to the marketplace. So you obviously were working full time at that stage too. Take us through some of the steps that you did, because I think hindsight is a wonderful teacher. Maybe there were some things that you did that you would continue to do if this would ever, was ever something that you wanted to do again. But for people who may be working full-time and have had an idea, they've identified a missing piece in the marketplace and they want to be that in the marketplace, what are some of the things that you did that worked really well that enable that transition to starting the business?
1: Um, I ask a lot of questions. My background is in CPG, so consumer packaged goods. So I've been selling products for other massive worldwide brands for the past 14 years. And so from that experience, I got to work face-to-face with buyers of some of your favorite retail stores. Um, And I just gained a lot of knowledge from them about how they receive trucks, how appointments work, how a pallet is organized, how they price product, what kind of margin they want. And I just kind of took all of those learnings from my day job and it kind of helped me along the way. And it's been so helpful as we grow our company and scale. Yeah, um, but I think the most important thing is really just um, managing of my time. That was probably the hardest aspect of it while working full time.
0: Yeah, what would be? Would there or would there be? I, I don't want to put words in your mouth if they if it wasn't true. But would there be something that you would do differently? Again, as I said before, hindsight is a wonderful teacher. Would it be something that maybe a decision that you would have made far earlier? Something that you would have implemented far sooner? Uh, looking back over that time.
1: I would have quit my job a lot sooner. Um, I I would say I called it double dutching. I was working full time. I'd get off work and then I'd you know, take care of my son and we have two kids. And then I'd have dinner with my husband and then I'd start working until one or two o'clock in the morning every night. And I did that for a long time. But this past this February, I quit my job and the opportunities and the You know, just the growth of our business since then has been so great that I wish I had done it sooner because I know that those opportunities wouldn't have happened while I was working full time.
0: Yes. Isn't it interesting that, um, you know, often as women, we can, we juggle so many different uh, balls. We wear so many hats, but I love what you've just said. And, and it reminds me of a saying, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. So I would imagine that the research that you did while you were working still is very important because there's some analysis and things that you want to consider to make sure that the idea that you have uh, not only has legs, but is doable, is achievable. So at what point, now that you know that that would be something you'd done earlier at what point what things had you established to kind of give some a bit of a framework once you get to that stage and this is happening, then you know consider seriously because if you the decision is I'm going to put 120 percent into my business, focusing on that and being the full-time business then is so very important. What were some of the things that were happening and that needed to happen that you knew was important to have in place before you would have left your workplace?
1: Obviously, you want to see that the first item sales, there isn't a need where people want it if you have revenue and people are buying it. And then from there it was, we wanted to expand our assortment. We had interest from some retailers and I knew I couldn't do all of those things while working. I was afraid to do a lot of press at the time because I was so afraid someone was gonna find out for my day job and I get fired. Cause they were thinking, well, how can you do this and this? So for me, it was, I think, we had it was year five, and this was the year that I had decided to quit. Um, but we had good traction. We had a website. You know, we were getting good press. We've been featured in like Oprah Magazine. So those things were all lining up, and then we were starting to gain interest from retailers. And there were other people that were asking about our products and investors. And so that's why I knew it was time.
0: Yes. Yeah. And we're sharing the uh, the your website here. Are they your children? No, none of those are my children. (laughs) My children are on that commercial, Uh, but those are some friends and they're beautiful family. Oh, just so cute, just so cute. I can see the wonderful designs. And, I I mean, you know, when you're thinking of starting a business, often what people do, and we'll get you to share, actually, we'll share this and we'll share it at the end as well, greentopgifts.com. I wonder, do you also um, ship internationally too, uh, as well as the U.S.? Uh, we do.
1: I was thinking about that once we set up this this podcast, I need to make sure that we've got that all done. And that's a, a switch we can do in our fulfillment so that we can chip internationally.
0: Yeah, fantastic. That's good. Yeah. There's nothing, uh, you know, that that all of a sudden something is shared and then people rush and hang on a second. So I love that. That's a, you know, great leadership there. Um, one of the things that I also wanted to ask too, and this is are very important and it kind of uh, relates to what you were saying, some of the things that you want to make sure that you have in place. And that is, sales. Because the point that I was going to say is often when we talk about it, and it's often to our closest family members, I've got this idea. Now, many of them go, that is fantastic. But there's a difference between people who know and and love us and want to support us to say that's fantastic to actually having sales in in the door. And so that is such an important uh, factor because people can have a great idea, but we want to make sure that there's some commercial value to that for sure. Were there any other learnings and insights for someone who's thinking of starting that business and then transitioning full-time to that, things that you wish someone may have given you as far as some insights. Before we move on to that fun topic of how do you balance the business with your spouse, any last insights to starting that business? I would just say make sure your operations are really streamlined, and that was something that was really
1: important to me early on, making sure I understood like the cost of the shipping, what the freight was, um, the UPCs, the dimensions, testing, shipping a product. Before you decide to sell something, actually shipping a product to someone else and knowing the cost and how long it's going to take for it to get there and what is the box going to look like when it arrives. Um, those were all things that we did really early on to understand. And I think if you have a solid operation, then you can plug and play any product really into that. Um, So really just understanding your fulfillment, your pricing, you know, having a good accountant or someone you can work with, your trademark, all your licensing, all those things.
0: Yeah. Something that um, I want to pick up on, you got some publicity there. Was that something that as the business, you wanted to uh, get the PR or did you find because you'd done your research and there was a need in the marketplace that PR opportunities? Because sometimes that that's what happens. Your, your, your idea is so unique and there's such a need there that you're discovered by other people who want to feature you. What was that for you? Did you do some, um, you know, strategically and then you found that opportunities to get your message out there was what kind of snowballed from that?
1: It was a lot of when we first started, I had a friend that did PR full time for a major television network. And she kind of helped us on the side and worked with us um, kind of as a contractor. And she kind of pitched us the stuff. And then we didn't have a full agency at all. So a lot of our pitches were blind submissions for some of the press we got. We first started with our video, which is kind of our about us how we came up with the idea video. And we really shared that on Instagram and Facebook and that, I won't say it went viral, but it got shared with a lot of people. And that's what really got our story out and people got people interested in our brand. Um, and then kind of like from Oprah and all of those different, you know, good housekeeping's, good housekeeping. Those are just kind of blind submissions that we did on our own um, without an agency. We have, you know, representation now of PR um, that helps us get great opportunities and interviews. But when we really started out, we couldn't afford it. So um, it was really just off the strength of the product itself.
0: Yeah, and I'd imagine too, one of the things that would have been really important for you to have in place, and I'd love for you to share some insights in this as well. I mean, you've got a wonderful product idea, which was what really sparked this. But then when you think from a business point of view, I'm sure you went through a, a, a period where you thought, well, what is our vision? What is our mission? What's our why? And that has to be really strong. Strong, doesn't it? Because you've got some wonderful products that I can see gift wrap, accessories, apparel. We mentioned that they're still all under that clear vision, that clear message, and that why that was so important to you when you first started. And it's even equally as important now. Yes? Yes, uh, I always say customer
1: service is extremely important to me and I always want to our customers happy because it's a big part of our brand. Did you have a pleasing experience? Were you excited when you purchased this item? How did it make you feel? And so we're really intentional about our branding and the messaging. Um, there isn't a post or you know a graphic that goes out where we don't put thought in it. Like, does this reflect the brand of you know love, joy, and family, which is super important to us. And if it can't align with one of those targets, then we know it's not good for our brand. So we're always intentional about every aspect of the messaging and the story we tell with our products. Cause we, you know, it's a celebration company. We wanna bring joy and happiness. And if we're not doing that, we're not on target.
0: Yeah, and I love um, that the three key words that you mentioned are very much part of uh, the mission and and the culture that you're creating in your company. Do you uh, often, because I think when you really have a highly engaged community of customers and just stakeholders who love what you stand for and who will support you, it's wonderful to also have what you might have, uh, what you might call reciprocal or two-way communications if you will do you have as part of the business a way that customers can give feedback and because sometimes your customers are the people who can give you your greatest next idea you know do you what what, so what what is it that you do
1: uh, we definitely use, I would say social media is a way for customers, our comment box and our 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 customers, our green top family is very vocal about what they like and what they don't like. Um, we had an ad we ran two years ago that our graphic designer created that was like an ugly sweater. And it was just kind of an image with clearance and this ugly sweater uh, graphic behind him. And people kept saying, you guys should really sell that as a t-shirt. And it was bit like a wallpaper. It wasn't, you know, a sweatshirt at all. So we were like, okay, the next year we created it as an ugly sweater and it sold really well for us. Um, For the past four years, people asked for pajamas and it was just something that pajamas are a big, you know, it was a big task because you've got to have infant all the way up to an adult 2X for us. So um, it required a lot of inventory and I wanted to make sure we had enough of a following to sell through of it. So this year we launched pajamas and we were super excited about it. And that really came from our customers telling us the items that they want and they tell us all the time. Yeah. And they also tell us what they don't like. Yeah. <laughs> they tell us about, you know, the Postal Service this year was a nightmare with COVID and customers are very clear about their expectations and our items are seasonal. They want to get them on time and they weren't happy with delays.
0: So we we were aware of that and
1: we worked with, that with a lot of customers. So they give us the good and they give us the bad,
0: too. Yeah, I think as businesses, we need to be really mindful of that. And our customers can be our greatest advocates and the greatest idea contributor. And we've got to, as a business, I think, be aware of that and create mechanisms in, in that we can get that feedback. You know, sometimes we, we haven't created that environment where we encourage that and we miss out on some wonderful opportunities. All right, without further ado, I know that we promised to share some insights, for you to share some insights around starting a business, balancing that with your spouse. What would be some of the, the the greatest insights that you've learned that you would want to impart with people who are maybe thinking of starting their business alongside their spouse?
1: Well, I first have to say, I have known my husband for almost 20 years. We dated for like seven years. We're coming up on 11 years. So I think 11 years this year. Yeah. So we've been together for a long time and we know each other very well. But when you start a business with your spouse, I learned very quickly that we want to communicate at different times. Me, I wake up and at six o'clock, I have got a laundry list of questions and thoughts and things I want to recap and discuss with him from, from the night that have been on my mind and I'm ready. I'm just ready to rattle them off while he's like brushing his teeth. Right. And then for me, he wants to do that at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And I am like, I'm exhausted. We have put kids down. We've been bath in bed. We fed everybody. The kitchen is clean. And I don't want to talk business. So we have had to learn when is a sweet spot? When can we both communicate, have this conversation so that we both are interested and engaged in engagement and are both actively listening and being a participant? Yeah. And so we've learned to kind of schedule that call midday or do it during lunch or before dinner um, so that we both um, are in a good mood to chat about it. <laughs> and discuss things. And I think that is a first one, learning how to communicate with your spouse, for sure.
0: Yeah, so important. Something else that I'd love to get your feedback on as well, because it's true. I mean, when you think of the business that you're building, it's a separate entity and both of you are bringing strengths and gifts. And that's a lot, something that I'd love you to share on how do you d- uh, first discover what unique gifts and strengths that you bring so that you're not stepping on each other's toes and, and giving you know the space that your spouse can really just get their teeth into. Uh, but there's also the husband and wife relationship as well and you sometimes when you don't have those clear boundaries it can almost seem like you're on all the time to the point you know so at first let, let's dive in was there a t- something that you did um, that enabled you to establish well you're really strong in that particular area I love marketing more and and therefore you know kind of the job descriptions were very much this is what you do this is what I do what how did that work out for you? I think it's pretty easy for us. I'm a creative. My husband has finance background. So he has an
1: MBA in finance and he is now a sales director for a team, VP director for a team. And I am the creative marketing brand kind of behind it. So I don't do finance. He doesn't go into creative. Um, We have very clear lines. Do we give each other suggestions sometimes about those other things or feedback or input? Of course, but I know what my strengths are and he knows what his are. And I think we remain in those two different lanes. Um, And I think that's probably the biggest thing for us is kind of understanding what the other person is good at. And Also, being willing to, when you start a company, it's your baby. So it's like you take things personally. So if he tells me something like he doesn't like it, I can't take it personally. You have to like, yeah
0: take the emotion out of it and that's hard sometimes with your spouse (laughs) response is it actually a question that i have at what stage did you bring your husband into your business because i'm assuming or maybe not when you left your full-time job um you know how long was it until you decided you know you need to come on board or let's have you on board how long was that he's always
1: been a vocal part and assisted. He works full time and he, you know, gives jumps in as needed. Um, But from the beginning, he's been an active active part of it. And, you know, kind of going through the numbers, looking at financials, discussing, you know, are we meeting the right margins, kind of reviewing anything with contracts related to the numbers. He reviews it um, and kind of drills down into it, um, joins in on calls and provides his feedback when he can, obviously. Um, But it was very early on where he started with the company. Um, Now his job has gotten a little bit busier. So um, we're switching some of that to a different bookkeeper and a person to manage some aspects of it. Um, But he's still very much a part of it. And I try to keep him um, a part of the business and the things that I know he's excited to learn and hear about.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Because I think with one of the things that uh, can often inhibit business growth is the finance area because, you know, you said you love the marketing, the brand coming up with ideas and so forth. Uh, and that's that's fantastic. That's so very important and so needed. But there's also some decisions that can be made and, and strategically planned for when we look at the figures. I mean, I've got a client who's a CFO, wonderful, wonderful CFO. She really, she says, look, figures tell a story and they can yeah. tell a story of growth and d- decisions. And especially now that we find ourselves in a very um, interesting environment where things change there may be some ideas that we've put forward and when we run them through the scenarios you know financially and plug those figures in I'm sure this is something that your husband does for you um, they're able you're able to then see well hang on a minute maybe we need to do that in the second quarter or maybe we need to do that that in place so from a business point of view I'd imagine and love your feedback the finance the figures would have been a very strong component. So anyone that's thinking of starting a business really needs to have someone that walks alongside that can give give you feedback from a finance perspective, yes?
1: Yes, uh, very much so. He definitely lays down a lot of no's. Like, is that in the budget? Do we need that? Can we afford that right now? Do we need to keep this person on or do we need to let them go? Are we in things that I'm excited about and I think are wonderful? He may say, but have we got the return on that yet? Or has that, what's been the R.I. on that? Um, I think he's really good about, I would say, sometimes he pops the Takes pops the pen with my balloon, <laughs> but one of us has to be super excited about everything, and then someone else has to bring you back, value you back in. And I think he, we're a good, healthy balance of yay and no, not
0: right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's so so true. I mean, that whole beware: have you got a budget? Have we done as an you know a, an analysis yeah. around that? And and what I love about that, and and I really can sense, and I can just see it in in just your posture and mannerisms that there is there is an understanding even though maybe that this is wonderful idea there's a realization that it may not it, it may not necessarily be a no but a not yet right now yeah. especially for the business that you're in uh, you know you've got products there are things that you need to invest in and and part you know have dollars to then be able to sell what is the profit in in, in that material whereas i know some businesses are service based businesses so they may not have like the cost of goods and all of that to consider and i think when you're thinking about you know delivery and whether it be national or international there's all of these components that you need to consider and uh, you, you know if you if it's considered strategically you've done some risk management i think that that can just allow for growth to be done on the momentum that consistently is being built uh, rather yes. than being driven by great ideas, but maybe let's just do that next year. What would you say then to someone, let's talk about, who have has had an idea, filling that void in the marketplace and, and then really coming up with that? What are some things that you would encourage them to do before they, you know, if they're especially around the brand and ideas and creative, got rushing gang ho, because that's what we can often do. What are some things, just some insights as we're nearly finish, finishing up the show I would definitely
1: say research uh, other people who were in your same space and look and see their price points, how they ship it, how they go to market, um, and really understanding all of the different aspects of your manufacturing. I knew nothing about how wrapping paper was made when I started, but I went on YouTube and I learned enough lingo that I call our manufacturer and they thought I knew what I was talking about. (laughs) And so, and I think that just really comes for diving in and Googling and understanding and reaching out to people. And I always say with reaching out to people, doing the work yourself before you just call someone and say, hey, can you tell me how to do this? Um, I think people miss that step. They don't want to do the work. And that's the hardest part.
0: Yeah. You know, we've talked about so many different things today. And I love that we're going to share again your website and share for people uh, a little bit more about some of the products and things that they can find from that. But I'd love to also look from a leader's perspective. I mean, obviously you're the the head of the company, and there's certain things that we can continue to do that enables us to be the best at our our work because you're overseeing a team as, as well. What are some insights that you can share with other women in leadership, particularly for many women who may be finding themselves in environments that maybe there is, you know, 12 months, 80 months plan that all of a sudden needs to be put on hold. What are some things that you do for self-care? How can we, you know, make sure that as leaders in our business, we do still, you know, connected to the vision, even though there may be some uncertainty in our horizon. Love for you to share some insights and things that you've done and that have really supported and continue to support you. That's a lot of question, but I'm gonna try my best to navigate it. <laughs> but it's a, great, a couple of great questions.
1: First, I would say don't be afraid to ask. Um, I think in year one through four, I was so afraid to reach out and ask people who I knew could help me for help. Um, if it was connecting me with a person, or if it was sharing me the best way to go to a market or something if they they worked in that space. And I feel like once I was not afraid anymore, and I stopped being afraid to ask, um things happen and people assisted and connected me and you know introduced me to people and things work faster for us um i would say also learning to say no um managing your time really well and being okay with saying no and letting it go um short emails are the best emails i used to take all this time and come up with all these long drawn emails and now i'm just like Yes, no, thank you, great, that work's approved, because time is, you got got to move fast, especially when you have two small kids, Um, and so I'm doing a better job of just being as efficient as I can, especially now with our kids home with COVID. Um, Self-care, for me, is probably reality TV at night, (laughs) Um, to kind of just veg out. Um, I'm trying to stop the constant scroll on my phone and read more. And that helps me kind of settle at night. And I go to bed a lot faster by doing that. Um And I just kind of take time out now to like paint my nails or get out of the house by myself for a long drive.
0: Yeah. Those are such great insights. And really it's reminding people what works for you. You know, uh, if we don't take the time to Put aside time for our health and well-being and self-care, and sometimes that may be shutting the door, especially if you've got young ones. We can often be on the go all of the time, can't we? And especially if we've got team members across different, uh, not maybe not in the same location, but across different uh, environments having to be on all the time and responding that, you know, there's never going to be time. We've got to make time and schedule that time. So that's really um, important. So I'm going to go ahead and share your website again. And I would love for you to just share a little bit more. Let me just remove some of these things so we can see that. What are some of the exciting things that we can find there? Uh, Maybe there's, and we don't want you to share all your secrets, but maybe there's some exciting things that you've got coming up as well. So yours, yours, share more a little bit more about um, Green Top Gifts. Awesome, see, this is our website, Green Top Gifts. Uh, it's kind of a nod to
1: Green Top was my grandfather's restaurant bar in the '40s and '50s, so it's a nod to entrepreneurship and a start. Uh, my family first took an entrepreneurship, so that's kind of the name behind Green Top Gifts. Um, and we started with Christmas products, so that's kind of what you see in our site. We're overhauling. We're the site now. We're going to be launching some other items in the next few weeks um, that are non-Christmas items. Um, We've also launched an angel paper that's absolutely beautiful but it can be used year-round. It's a lavender paper. It's on the site here. Um, We have masks (laughs) that are kind of right now in the pandemic. (laughs) Um, And they're great. We still wear our seasonal ones. We have some new ones that will be coming out soon. We're really excited about those that are not Christmas um and then we also have hats dead hats you can wear them year-round my mom wears hers 365 um if you go under our uh, gift wrap at the top you can see the other paper i would love for you show that one yeah, let's have a look. that's the one in the middle and that's our hallelujah black angel and she's a beautiful angel that
0: you get in the middle one yes so do you come up, do, can I ask, do you come up kind of with the idea? You'd obviously have a graphic designer now that brings that to life, but do you get to kind of geek out and, and just, I've got an idea for something?
1: Yes, and that's the best part. It's what keeps me um, excited about the brand is always this creative ideas. And that's probably my favorite part um, is working with our graphic designers and coming up with new concepts. Um, and looking at the trends and
0: colors and tones.
1: And I definitely love every aspect of that.
0: Yeah. So, so good. I love that. Thank you so much. Let's just just click on the accessories here. Here's the mask. You know what? If we've got to wear masks, let's just, you know, let's just add some bling and some, some color and different, um, you know, aspects like that. I, I love that there. There we go. Isn't that amazing?
1: Some of our items are sold out from the season and we'll be restocking those soon. So if you see something that you love and it's not in yet, you can sign up for a notification. And once it comes back in stock, which will be soon, uh, you can add it to your cart and
0: order. Yeah, fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jacqueline. It's just been wonderful. You know, for people who have an idea and may be working uh, still full time. Hearing someone such as yourself share the journey, um, the things that you you did, that you would continue to do, maybe do things uh, sooner, such as give you you know give the full attention, one hundred percent to your business when you get to such a, such as you know stage, is uh, wonderful because it kind of plants that seed. Well, if she can do it, then I can do it too, which is what this show is is all about. What's the best way to connect with you? Obviously, Green Top uh, Gifts, but you're just share with uh, people again, your Instagram account and any other ways that you would encourage people to connect with you? Uh, yes, you can find our website at
1: greentopgifts.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Green Top Gifts. And if you want to connect with me, you can connect with me on Instagram at snacks with an S,
0: snacks with Jack. Fantastic. Well, thanks once again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great evening. This podcast is brought to you by the influencealliance.com Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com slash podcast series. That's TheInfluenceAlliance.com slash podcast series.